0: Good morning and or good afternoon or whatever you're listening to this. Anyway. Alright. Um Four games. I'm leaving out the fifth to include in like September's update. Not September's update, but like the month of September has been fucking crazy, yo. Fucking years five, Great Fall, Borderlands 3, fucking FIFA. I just I just want Volta. But yeah, crazy. Anyway, <clears throat> Crash Team Racing, Ultimate Alliance Three, Control, and Blair Witch. This was a lineup that made summer pretty, pretty okay. It was all right. So all right, let's get out the way. Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fuel. Okay, so most of you already not. Uh, most of you already know Crash has a car racing game from forever ago, like literally decades ago. However, some of you may not have heard that it was remade into something absolutely pretty and cute. Now, okay, the Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled video game came out about two months ago. In that time, I really grinded out these damn tracks, which, may I, ha- may I say, have a lot of character to them, a lot of like pizzazz. They feel like actually hazardous. The track isn't covered by invisible walls. If it looks like you can fall off of it, you more than surely can. On top of that, oh wait, yeah, hold on, before this, the tracks feel like crash stages. They don't feel just like lifeless. They're pretty cool. I like them a lot. They're all different. Maybe you use the same type of like landscape, but they all feel different. top of that save for a few of the other ones a few of the other races depending on skill they're fairly short and i appreciate that a ton like they're not long races now since this is a golden oldie with a fresh coat of paint and new features we have a campaign fairly simple because again golden oldie and well, this ugly green alien with an ass for a head challenges the world of Crash to a racing contest for control of the planet. Again, goofy, but it's just a reason to play the game and get used to some of the tracks. Now you can beat the game technically in like a couple of hours. However, you speed through the game, you're faced with. However, after you speed through the game, you're faced with secret challenges such as the CTR tokens as well as relic races and these purple gem like arena things the purple gems are the easiest you just kind of land on a on like a, a specific like area like a little section of the map and you have to get 20 crystals hidden throughout the map on a timer it's not that hard but oh man I just realized that I didn't write this down the bosses in this game, are <laughs> cheap. This is, this is the only way I can describe it. If you don't get an early lead on them, it's gonna be a difficult race, and a one you're probably not gonna win. Just a quick heads up. Nitro, no, no, I, I, nit, Oxide? Nitrous Oxide? He's a fucking asshole. Just, just be careful. Be careful out there, racers. <laughs> now the CTR tokens. They are earned with through, through, through CTR races. Some are a challenge to find, but if you're looking for them, you know you'll find them. What I mean by that? You got to find the letters of CTR throughout the race. They're hidden throughout the track, and some are like kind of tricky. You got to really look for them. Relic, race. <laughs> sorry, morning for me. Anyway, relic races. Just time trials you need to complete within a time limit in order to challenge the main boss again and really defeat him and earn his car. All these repeat races have you stretch out the game like times three because, well, you've got to redo everything, but I think it's serviceable. I mean, again, it's a golden oldie. As for new features, Activision took it upon themselves to add the Grand Prix, Which is just a series of challenges you complete to gain Nitro, which is used for a battle pass type system that is free and that was great. It extended the game for me and it was it was really cool and contrary to what everybody is showing and shoving down your goddamn throat. You don't have to buy Wumpa coins, not even close to it. So I understand if you have no internet and you can only do matches with people around you or or the computer, all right, fine, it's a grind, it's toxic, it's poison, you're right. But if you're like a majority of people and have internet connection, just play with your friends or play against randoms, two to four hundred coins, a race for losing. I got five hundred coins over this one race and I came in seventh. I haven't won a race, oh wait, <laughs> damn, that's so nice to say, I had written this a while ago, but I have won one race, and that shit gave me like 400 coins, I don't know, the coin distribution is easily overlooked to me, I just race online for cosmetics that I want, I don't need everything, but it's cool to know that I could just race online, I didn't feel the need to buy coins once. And if the reviewers actually played the fucking game, they'd know what they're talking about. Never once, but, oh no, Activision's creepy. Never once in any of these fucking, they, they, they mention that online is a factor. They never fucking say it. It is. Get the fuck out of here. And I bought this game twice. Xbox and Switch. So come at me, all right? Anyways, look. There's hella skins for the racers. I was really impressed. Even for offline users, they were really cute. Some are color swaps, but the color swaps actually mean something. So for Penta Penguin, he changes from a penguin to a blue jaybird to a canary. It's really good. They're color swaps, but they show that he changes somewhat. And you don't have to pay for those. You just got to unraise it. And also, he can turn into a ninja. <laughs> all good on that side of things and it's very sound mechanically you know great drift system items are just a bit spotty you know don't expect the heat sicking missile to be just like the red shell from mario kart because it's nowhere near that efficient if anything i'd say it takes more skill to play crash and that might be a disconnect for a lot of people the ai is just brutal the races are not easy and it's reasonable because the racers online are no fucking joke they know every shortcut every helpful tip i don't know what it is but they're brutal so the ai is just a good stepping stone to online doesn't take long to find a match i played mostly on the weekend and never struggled i think i've lagged out maybe once um recently i've lagged out a little bit more i'm not sure if that's because the community is slowly evaporating and or my internet was a little slow i don't know but finding a game wasn't hard just sticking to the lobby kind of was Um, Might depend on how your internet is the game runs smooth. I haven't had a glitch or crash if that means anything just All around a great kart racer. Is it better than Mario Kart? I don't know because well Mario Kart's a staple. It's just the allure of playing as Mario's big cast It's really just a preference. You're either gonna learn more You're either gonna lean more towards Mario or lean more towards crash and either one is fine i however like how crash released i liked how activision kept the content flowing with the grand prix and we're almost at the end of the third one starring spyro and i'm loving that at this point it just depends if activision will continue to support this game because if they do damn best car racer of the year sonic who? I fully recommend this game, full price tag and all, especially if you're trying to just have some competitive fun with the crew, shit-talking at its finest, it's really cool. Now, Ultimate Alliance 3, oh. another title released around summertime, I believe in July, and this is the third entry in the Ultimate Alliance series, and I'm kinda eh on this. So, alright, first off, it's a Nintendo Switch exclusive. And well, yeah, I already knew off the bat that I thought it was terrible that it was on the Switch exclusively. I knew it'd look weaker just for being on the Switch solely. But I digress. It's descent for the system. It's oh, it's descent. It's decent for the system it's on. Story uh, same as Endgame. You start off as the Guardians of the Galaxy, you run into a trap set up for Thanos, and the Infinity Stones are at play, and then the game just is to gather all the stones and try to stop Thanos again, and yeah, that's it. Every chapter, though, is just an excuse for more characters to pop up, and I did enjoy that. The character roster is beautiful, and they recently added Cyclops and Colossus in for free, which is pretty cool, (laughs) because they also have a season pass available for more story and characters, and that's it. Even cooler, excuse me. Uh, this does feel a bit bare bones in comparison to past titles, which is, damn it, sucks. So there's no like items you can equip to give you certain stats. Instead, you have isotopes or eights that give you different stat boosts, but no like effects, and they aren't lore tied. They just kind of exist for this game. You don't unlock multiple costumes. You just get color swaps on costumes, and that fucking sucks. I'm sorry. I can't hold back Ultimate Alliance. Ultimate Alliance 1 had the best range of costumes. I think it started going downhill in 2. And 3 is just rock bottom as far as costume variety. And that shit made me so fucking mad. Anyways, uh, they replaced all those individual stat and item things for this thing called the lab. And it's this hexagon that you upgrade by using something called hero points. And it's upgrading attack, defense, energy, and other things I didn't focus on. Because by the end of the game, I didn't have enough to max out the hexagon just barely one branching side which seems like just an excuse to drag the game out and play its new game plus which again nothing to ride home about there's also like these like trials mode that grants you certain characters like magneto loki electro and also costumes but again those costumes are just color swaps and also these xp tokens which do come in handy however are kind of cheap i don't know i didn't I didn't want XP boosts in Ultimate Alliance 1 or 2, I just grinded, so it felt weird that I could cheat my way through the system a little. But okay, each character gets 4 abilities, you know, you unlock the abilities through leveling up your character and using tokens that are granted with each level, and you upgrade them as well for higher damage and less mana usage. Nothing wild, it doesn't change, animation the greater the level, but I'll give them all that and all abilities feel lovecrafted for their character, at least. And even though the combo system isn't great, the abilities give each character a bit of flavor. And it's great to connect each of those abilities when pressing R2, R2, RT, or or RZ, however you would recognize it, whatever you know it as. And a teammate also uses their ability for big damage. It just looks cool. As well as when you spam everyone's full super ability, each have their own that looks like what that character would do and it's really cool it's more ultimate alliance and or x-men legends and nothing really new aside the ability combos and not like fighting combos but ability combos oh man it's nothing really new um i was expecting more i'm not gonna Oh God! <laughs> um, I don't know. From going to face Doctor Doom, as fellow her- as fellow heroes are being corrupted by him, and your fe- it, from from that to your fellow heroes to getting the ability to choose which side you want to fight for in the civil war to just saving the world from thanos again seemed like kind of whack i don't know i didn't like that part of the story i also didn't like that the characters just seemed to be throwing in a blender for the game it all seemed meh don't get me wrong i had my fun moments but those were just moments and this is not a console seller i wouldn't buy a switch solely for this game however if you have a switch my recommendation is that you catch it on a sale it's just not worth sixty bucks for all that's stripped off of the franchise. There's there's a lot missing here, and on top of that, let's see what. It just there's no real combos. I don't, I don't know. It just felt weird, but it's worth a sale if you don't. If you just really can't miss out on all the hype, but there you go. Control, oh man, control, now this game is, okay, (laughs) okay, before I just give it away, you'll hear it, okay, so this game is very nutty, it's a lot to take in, a lot of lore, a lot of reading, and it's maybe not for everyone, story, okay, so you are Jesse Faden in search of your brother who was taken by the Federal Bureau of Control from your childhood home of Ordinary after some extraordinary things happen. <laughs> anyway, anyway. You start the game in what seems like a horror sequence, but it's not. It's just atmospherically creepy. And it's just it's oh my god. And there's moments of that sprinkled through the game where you're just like, okay, something's not right, and I'm not trying to go there, but I have to and it's easy to because Throughout your journey into the oldest house, which is the bureau's headquarters, which in hindsight isn't the smartest thing to do because an outbreak of interdimensional beings that the government of course has to study breaks through to our side of the oldest house. And it's contained within that, within the way that Jessie finds her way in. is through a connection with this otherworldly entity that makes it seem like you're talking to yourself, but you'll find out you're really not and it just gets so nutty and bananas. You're greeted by everyone in the story as if they know you already, and the entire journey you wonder why. It also feels creepy sometimes, and all of that wrapped up makes for a great fucking story in my ass. It's really cool. Um, uh, the gameplay is even more baller, too. So in the beginning, there's this materializing gun that chooses to be attached to you, and you unlock different firing forms of the alienistic gun, it's infinite ammo, but it's on an overheat system. So shoot it too much and you can't use it anymore, which is pretty hard to do because the gunplay is pretty good. You start with your basic pistol, unlock a shotgun version, a railgun, a submachine gun, a missile launcher of sorts. It's really cool, especially with the weapon mods found throughout the game, which rank from level one to level five ranging from cooldown, fire rate, and less ammo usage, plus a couple of others. But once all that overheats, you're forced to use your powers that you gain throughout the story thanks to your prestige and partner in your head. You can pick up shit telepathically, float, control people, and make a shield out of debris. And on top of that, you upgrade all those abilities to do amazing extra things. Eventually, you feel fucking godly, and rightfully so. I rock my pimp suit with pride as Jesse Faden there's also a couple sprinkle of puzzles here and there, some admittedly difficult, others not so much. Now, I said the story is great, so far, gameplay is dope, but I think the glaring issue that many people who play seem to have is the map, and it really does take away from the experience. When you go to the map and realize each section is all caked on top of each other, instead of being separated by a section and level, making things a bit easier. I mean, I get that there's no hand-holding, but come on, this map is just ridiculous. Also, missions and bosses are surpassed indefinitely by the side missions. They're just better for some reason. But if the side missions are a 10, the main missions are not 8. So yeah. Also, some bosses feel cheap. Kind of rehashed, but yeah, I didn't really mind. It kept me going until the next mission, which was cool no okay the damn graphics and i'm sorry i know what i've said but the fucking graphics are just so fucking just, just wow however big however i can't relate because my original xbox one hardware is too outdated to really appreciate the level of detail destruction and sparks this game has Because anytime the intensity intensifies, the game's frame rates would fucking drop to zero pulse rates. And I would get so tight and I had a couple of bugs here and there where certain parts of where I was headed wouldn't load and I'd fall through the map. There was also something new that I've never seen happen where it said video memory has reached max capacity, can't render game. I'm like, what? That's how intense this shit is? That's fucking crazy. So I just had to reset completely. I was stupefied. On top of that, the ending doesn't really have you feel quite satisfied. I won't spoil it, but at the very least, the ending just leads you into what will be DLC, since that's what the roadmap—what well, that was recently revealed on this game—is showing. But I gotta say, I'm fucking excited for the DLC. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm am for it. It sounds like I'm shitting on the game, but I'm excited for it. Control is giving me a great experience. I can't stress enough how ludicrously amazing this game is for me. It's not for everyone, though. I've noticed this. Some people just don't like all the things happening. Some people don't like being lost or exploring lore, stuff like that. But I do. Um, Those hardware issues come into play a little too much also. So unless you have a top-tier PC, an Xbox One X, a PS4 Pro, and even those have frame rate drops, I can't recommend at full price. Unless you really want to be a part of the discussion and experience what I've experienced. Don't buy this at full price. Maybe on a sale to justify the purchase. But I'm telling you, when those frame rates drop, they fucking drop. Almost makes them unplayable, to be honest. That's just how hooked I was on this game, that I didn't care about the issues, I just had to see what's next, and I did. And I'm like, this isn't over. Not by a long shot. So you're down for a gopher but if you want to be wise and cautious on sales your best bet Blair Witch just that title alone sparks conversation on the original shaky camera horror that defined a genre the build the build up of an entire movie leading to a nice jump scare that satisfies many the lore alone is a talking point that anyone can get wrapped in and I was more than excited to be scared by this great franchise once again. Here's what happened. <laughs> this isn't gonna be a typical review, I'm just gonna give you my experience. Yeah, right, crazy, right? Three three games in. Yeah, I've been fucking busy guys. Told you. Anyway, I boot up the game. Starts off with a hunt for a missing boy in the notorious woods. Alright, it's cool enough. So I start walking. I'm walking, the further I'm in, the darker it gets, I'm like, alright, that's cool, that's cool, I run into a campsite, find a camera that gives me the ability to alter reality, so pieces of the video leak into what's happening in the now, after I see the video in it the first time, I'm like, alright, bet, out of the, I, out the camera, away, I'm goofy, I put the camera away and walk around for a bit and run into the same campsite. Okay, I know I took a different route. How did this happen? Oh snap, the game must have this new like feature, this new mechanic that's never been seen that makes me feel like no matter how lost I am, I'll end up somewhere based on how long or far I've gotten. Yo, that's amazing. I keep tracking along. All the while accompanied by. Oh my god. (laughs) Sorry about that. All the while accompanied by my good boy Bullet, who I can use to search for stuff. Now, as we're walking, I find a new path to take. I'm like dope. I'm progressing. I'm doing something. And then I turn slightly as the path shows me, and I'm back at the campsite. Okay. Oh, somehow it's making me feel like I'm trapped in the woods. That's the whole Blair Witch thing. Dope. I'm going to try this new path I see. Uphill. It's an uphill track. I make a right, then a left. And then the campsite. Um, okay, what the hell? Oh. Okay, okay. Maybe I have to go back from where I came from. Yeah, that's it. And what the hell, I'm back at the camp. Okay, I'm tired. I'm just tired. Let me sleep. I'm gonna try again tomorrow. Fuck that. That all took an hour and a half, okay? An hour and a half of me being a fucking idiot and literally wasting my time through some goddamn woods. I'm hating myself more because I should have paid more attention to the camera mechanic because the first video showed me a toy car that someone was holding. And I could have made that toy car appear about an hour and 28 minutes earlier. I wasted my damn time. Anyway, okay. Let's fast forward a bit to where the camera's night vision has to come into play. I was lost for another hour. Trekking the woods. Looking for that one stupid clue that would allow me to progress further in the damn game. After that, I thought, maybe tomorrow. So I went to bed again and sure enough, I progressed. Something was definitely off about my play experience. I couldn't put my finger on it, but eventually I reached what would appear to be the end and guess the fuck what? The game crashed on me. Okay, now I'm upset. I can't blame the game for being a goof at the start for maybe being too tired to notice small details, but I cannot blame myself for this shit okay you know what games crash i can fix that let's reset you know i can fix a game crash game back to where i need to be and back again the game's glitchy but not crashing okay so far so good it's just stuttering a bit but I'm, i'm doing it i'm going into the house okay i use the magic the magic camera and i'm trapped in the door Okay, okay, things are going good. That's a good sign. Let me just reset once more back at the campsite I go to the video camera. I pick it up. up, up. I Can't even pick it up Alright, maybe I should uninstall and reinstall. That's it. That'll solve it and Long story short it didn't I Give up so I don't even know how this fucking game ends. And you know what? I don't want to know I didn't experience fear for like I didn't experience fear like the first 20 minutes of this game before I realized I was going out in super circles. Because after those 20 minutes, I was just skeptical about everything. And my doge made everything safer, because he literally tells you if danger is around. So if that's the case, and he's not acting weird, I don't have to do shit. I don't have to think about anything popping up unless Bullet acts up. And that's rare. I had more fear in Outlast 1 and 2 in the entirety of my two hours total for each game because I was too much of a puss to finish him alone than I did in my five hours of unfinished walking in Blair Witch. Long story short, I don't really recommend this game which is sad because I was really rooting for it. It seemed like a baller-ass game to have for the Xbox, reviving a franchise in such a way that none of us were expecting. And yet it fell very short. I'm not even going to mention the useless flashbacks of your main character, because that's what they are. Fucking useless. They didn't scare, they weren't necessary. And so it's with a heavy heart that I say to skip this game. I'll leave with some notes. Because this was... (sighs) I didn't want to have to skip this game. Look, maybe a developer who scours the internet for mediocre reviews will hear me out a bit. The atmosphere was perfect at the start. In fact, I really was just walking through the woods gently in fear of something happening. But then I realized what bullets use was, and I felt nothing anymore. Maybe for a Blair Witch 2, you eliminate all the fluff. No doge that tells you when there's something to be afraid of no dumb action flashbacks that have anything for it and maybe play with the mind a little more because that's the part you didn't get right in fact the game's biggest issue in my mind was the doge because again i felt safe i felt secure like he had my back and by the end of the game when it was me time it broke i don't know maybe it's just a me bug but i have to state it because it ruined the game for me just goddamn it! I hate that I have to end on such negativity. But yeah, that's what I've been up to this summer, and it's my birthday month, guys. So just get these numbers up. Thanks for listening. It's been Brad Lazard Gaming with Brad Lazard. I'll see ya, maybe in October. Let's see. September is taken out so much. And I don't know how to feel about it. It's just. Good luck, guys. Peace.